Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Hey, it's Odie Strahan, and I'm having one of the most amazing days of my life. Hopefully you are too. Let's get this show started. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Guys, we are in for a treat. Really excited about today's episode. We got pro boxer Manuel Tino Avila with us, who currently holds a 25-2-1 record. He was also previously signed by Golden Boy Promotions. Uh, Up-and-coming boxer who's had phenomenal success um, and has actually a story of ups and downs and currently, you know, on, on the rise again and just really excited to get into, you know, a lot of things with him today. Uh, Tino, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. How you doing today, brother? Uh, good and yourself? Man, having one of the most amazing days of my life. I appreciate you asking, man. Excited to have you on the pod. And I'm, you know, I got, like I said, I got a lot of stuff I want to get into, man. So let's get right into it. Um, I know I brought you on because really excited about, you know, to talk about your boxing career. But growing up, uh, what other sports did you play? Uh, you know, just soccer and baseball. Uh, I always played sports since I was a little kid. You know, I was four years old. And my dad taught me how to hit a ball without a tee at four years old. So, I mean, I've always been kind of an athlete you know my dad was an athlete so it was just uh kind of in my veins but I um, mean yeah soccer baseball and uh problem with that they had off seasons so it's kind of where where boxing came in uh to get me off the streets yeah let's actually get into that so uh soccer baseball two very you know uh very, very good sports I mean a lot, lot, lot of athletes that end up playing other sports outside of those two sports play those sports growing up right because all the, the different skill sets that you have to uh learn with those sports like footwork eye hand coordination right yeah. uh let me ask you, which obviously go hand in hand footwork eye hand coordination with boxing so uh, when it comes to your introduction to boxing um you kind of alluded to some off season talk to me about how you got introduced to boxing um i mean i was always in trouble um especially like you know off seasons of sports uh you know, I pretty much had too much time on my hands. Uh, so it was just kind of uh, something to keep me off the streets because, I mean, my dad even tried video games. And, you know, I didn't have the, the attention span to, to be on a video game for more than a few hours. And then I'm back on the streets. So uh, uh, he had a buddy and, you know, his kid was doing boxing. So he kind of mentioned it to him. And, you know, we just took off from there. Gotcha, man. Well, yeah, ain't, sometimes... You, I mean, you got you to gotta do what you got to do to, you know, keep the kids as busy as possible, right? If you're busy, you can't get in trouble. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. And my, my mom had her you know, ups and downs about it, but she always knew where I was at. So, I mean, she she liked that about, you know, the sport. Uh, yeah, and, and, and finding a positive way to put your energy, you know, obviously channel your energy into, which is always a good thing. Talk to me about the age that you officially started your, uh, your amateur career and, uh, you know, and how did your amateur career go? Um, well, I mean, I, I literally walked into the gym, you know, the day before my 10th birthday, but I didn't have my first, uh, amateur fight until I was almost 11. Uh, it was like in May of, uh, I think it was 2003. And, uh, so like a few months before I turned, uh, 11. Um, but I mean, uh, it, yeah, it, it, it was pretty much almost a year of training. And then, uh, by the time I got to my second and third fight, uh, you know, I was just, way more dominant than than the other amateurs at that at that stage now I, I i know you had a you know for from an amateur standpoint you had a relatively short you know but very successful amateur career going 48 and 6 
Um, what were some of the highlights from your amateur career? Was there any specific fight that you know stood out in, in any part of your actual career itself, even like maybe the training portion that stood out to you? Uh, yeah, my amateur career was just you know my my last loss, uh, which is crazy because uh, the dude that gave me my first loss, he also gave me my last loss. But my last loss is what gave got me discovered by uh, my manager at the time before, when I who signed me, uh, Cameron Duncan, like a big time manager. You know, had uh, uh, Timothy Bradley, uh, Nonito Donaire, uh, which is from San Leandro, which is Bay Area. Uh, he had Victor Ortiz um, and uh, uh, Diego Chico Corrales. So he had he had you know all these world champions and uh he discovered me off of my loss and uh he just loved my you know my fight and my my style and everything and uh and uh he was originally supposed to sign my opponent and uh after that fight he says no we're gonna pass on him and we're gonna sign tino so you went 48 and six and two of those six defeats were to the same person you said first loss and last loss yeah Wow. And, and, and man, think about how, how that works. So uh, there's always victories, uh, even in losses. And in this case, obviously the, the, the way you fought and battled, even in a, in in a defeat, got you, your, got you signed. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I was happy with my uh, performance in the fight. I mean, I knew I won the fight. Uh, I dropped them in the second round, you know, first round was kind of close third round. Um, I felt like I kind of took over, but, uh, you know, and, and, you know, the crowd booed and whatever, but, uh, you know, I mean, in the long run, I had, I had the bigger, uh, pro career than, than the two of us. Uh, he didn't do as well as I did. So, I mean, you know, who, who really won at the end? That's true, man. Uh, but that, that's, that's actually the first I've heard of that though, man, to be honest, I'm, I'm not, I'm sure other people have, have had similar stories, but I mean, for me personally, that's the first I've ever heard. So, uh, but, but that tells you, I mean, it could be like that in other sports as well. You know, you have, you have, uh, players in just say like basketball, they get recruited, uh, you know, they, you know, where people come out and they go see a certain player and he balls out and they actually end up recruiting the the other player, you know, and in this case, it's just boxing, right? You're on the, you're on losing end, but you never know. You're on the losing end officially on the scorecard or, or, you know, the, the, the official, uh, record, but, he might. Your manager probably thought you won the fight. Did you, did you guys ever discuss that? Did he think you won the fight? Uh, you know what? We we really didn't. He just uh, he just continued on on about uh loving my style, loving my hook. The you know how how the form that I had and you know um and that I you know because I mean even as a, uh, the ending of my career as as an amateur, I had like a real pro style. Um, I didn't waste a lot of punches. You know, I just I just didn't throw punches to land. I just I kind of was able to pick and choose my shots which you know uh was real I guess good in a way but I mean I wasn't waiting but yeah I was able to pick and choose when I when I threw my shots and 90% of the times they were landing gotcha man gotcha so uh when you when you say you got officially signed was that to uh Golden Boy Promotions no, nah, so when I first got signed, so I, I signed with uh, Cameron Duncan on my 18th birthday. Okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I actually, like, I was at Six Flags, was, you know, and my dad, like, freaking out. He was like, oh, you got to sign this contract right now. So we <laughs> rushing home and just to sign the contract on my birthday. Uh, so, uh, and then I he signed me with this uh, 
TKO promotions or something like that. And then they kind of went under. So I didn't have a, a promotion for a while. And then uh and then September, um, me and like nine other guys or ten other guys signed with uh Golden Boy Promotions, all of all of his fighters, uh Cameron Duncan's. And uh, you know, I was the the last man standing pretty much from that that crowd. Talk to me about the significance and uh, of that, you know, for the people who are not familiar with Golden Boy Promotions. Uh, you know, Golden Boy Promotions is uh one of or if not the biggest promotion in the world, um, along with uh Top Rank and uh Bob Arum, uh, which you know it, it with the background that I had, I didn't have no Olympic background, I didn't have no major. Uh, tournament background uh and coming out of you know fairfield california northern california uh you know I, it's a big opportunity and you know and i kind of took advantage of it i made sure i was you know doing the best i could but uh yeah it's, it's kind of unheard of even pretty much till this day didn't you have a record i remember you, you you telling me about it like you were the first ever uh what was it again when it comes to the specifics uh, when it comes to yeah, so you being signed was, with them so, so out of northern california uh i was the first ever uh fighter to ever sign with golden boy before his uh pro debut and no uh olympic background man that that so that 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 had to feel good that you had an organization, a group, a top-notch organization that that had that much belief in you. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, you know, they had, they had. I mean, they they had their you know ups and downs about me too, but they they always uh, threw me in with the tough fighters to uh, test me again, and you know I always came out victorious. Uh, so I mean, I went you know a long run before my first loss. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, even to this day, I mean, still, still hasn't happened uh, again. Yeah, there you go. So you, you're 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 officially, uh, obviously, in the record books, you know, for uh, for that milestone, and that's always something you know to definitely be proud of. Uh, let's get into the pro career. Uh, talk to me about. I know it was uh, even a little unorthodox on how the 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 first you know your pro de- debut came about. Talk to me about that pro debut against Alex uh, is it Alexis Hernandez, I believe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, he he wasn't even my original opponent. Uh, it's funny because I I showed up to Wayne's and like, yeah, your opponent can't make it and some that. They said, don't worry about it. We got it covered. And uh, so my opponent, uh, had to fly the day of the fight, weigh in the day of the fight, and still fight the day of the fight. It was both of our pro debuts. Um. But I mean, it 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 was completely different levels where we were at when we fought. But uh, yeah, it was just. It was super weird, and I was like, "Man, is this how it's gonna be? Like starting out, or what's going on?" It was just, yeah, kind of, yeah, unorthodox. Talk to me, how'd it go? I mean, how'd that first bout go? Uh, man, it went, it went great. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, I wasn't in the best shape at the time because I, I originally was supposed to fight somewhere else, and then it kind of fell out. And in in my amateur career, I went almost two years without fighting. So I mean, I and I went. It, Oh, training for a fight, not training for a fight. So I thought I had a little bit more time to train. I mean, I was in good shape. I made weight, but I wasn't in the best shape that I should have been. So I, mean, I, I, I dominated all four rounds. I didn't lose the round. Uh, but I mean, in the in the first round, I, I dropped my guard just to be able to take, you know, to let him hit, land a punch. And uh, my coach comes back in the corner. He goes, "Hey, did you just let him hit you?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to make sure I can take a punch." And uh, he just laughed, and you know, <laughs> he's always said there's something wrong with you. 
<laughs> I like that, man. That's, that, that's definitely different. Uh, talk to me about the training regiment or the schedule that you, you know, that you had preparing uh, for a fight. Cause I know, you know, for a typical, typical week, uh, you know, you still worked. I mean, you, well, no, actually when you first started, you weren't working, right. You, you actually just boxed full time. Uh, yeah. you, 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 your dad gave you that, 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 you know, that autonomy to be able to just truly focus on, on boxing. Correct. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. I would like to take a moment to talk about rock solid basketball training and player development in Elk Grove, located at 9096 Elk Mountain Way, right off Grand Line Road. Coach Phil Ritchie, former Gold High School standout, all Pac-10 player at Oregon State and 13-year professional with a coaching resume with the Sacramento Kings, brings a high-level experience and knowledge to the area. Coach Phil Ritchie offers group, individual, AAU team training and specialized clinics for youth, college, and pro players. And make sure to follow Coach Phil Ritchie on his Instagram at coach underscore Richie. Again, that's at coach underscore Richie. Richie spelled R-I-C-C-I for more information. And go to the website, myrocksolidfitness.com. Again, that's myrocksolidfitness.com to learn more and select basketball training. And for direct contact, dial 209-810-1412. Again, that's 209-810-1412. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have my first job uh, till, you know, a few years uh, into my pro career. But yeah, when I was, you know, first starting out, you know, I was training two, three times a day. Uh, you know, even, even when I was in high school, I was skipping school just to uh, train. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, my dad said, you know, your job is boxing, and he wanted to make sure I, I did the best I could in the sport. You know, especially with you know being signed to such a, a big promotion um so it, yeah i was focusing on boxing and then you know it, it was later on you know when i started uh not making the money that i that i wish i was so i was you know working jobs here and there and getting to the point where before my first title fight i was working three jobs and still training and then uh you know it was just uh i mean you got to do what you got to do when you got a family so Understood. Talk to me. But but so when you were training full time, were you going six days a week, seven days a week, you know, one a day, two a day, three a day? Talk to me about yeah. that regiment. Yeah, it was it was six days a week, uh, you know, Monday through Saturday. Um, you know, sometimes I took a Saturday off, but then we ended up training Sunday. Um, very rarely we took both Saturday and Sunday off um, unless I wasn't uh, getting ready for a fight. Um, then we just, you know, the Monday through Friday. But uh, but even uh even, you know, a lot of times it was Monday through Saturday just, you know, to make sure we're in shape just in case we got a last-minute phone call. Gotcha. Um, no, it sounds like I, I, it's always nice to be able to be, you know, literally all hands-in and being able to, you know, just dedicate that time to your craft, especially, you know, when you're first starting. So, obviously, uh, you know, I want to big up your dad for being able to, you know, obviously, uh, you know, afford that opportunity for you. Uh, you know, for the people who have, who have not seen you fight, Describe your style as a boxer. Um, I mean, I've always been described as a a boxer puncher. Um, so I mean, it's pretty much you know I'm I'm a straightforward boxer. But if it comes down to it, I mean, I can knock you out with you know with both hands. Gotcha. So more of a more of the uh, aggressive style than than a counter. Um, well, I'm more of offensive uh, style. Uh. Okay. But, you know, so I, you know, 
I'm more of a counter puncher, I guess. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, I look I look for openings. Um, and I I don't really waste punches. Um, but then I'm I'm not waiting either. So, you know, if my opponent's not you know coming forward, you know, then I'm I'm the aggressor. So I dictate the pace in the fights. Um, so if if it's a brawl, it's because I want it to be a brawl. But if it's a a chess match, it's because I want it to be a chess match. Gotcha. You gotta have that versatility, right? Based on based on your opponent. Yeah. Gotcha. So early on, uh, like you alluded to earlier, you, I mean, you went a quite a, you know, you went a, a long amount, a length of, length of time before your first loss. Uh, I mean, you got, you know, obviously many consecutive wins, which you could get into. But talk to me, you know, about how many consecutive wins actually specifically that you were able to put together uh, before actually suffering your first loss. Yeah, I went, um, you know, almost seven years uh, without having a loss. And then uh, 22 consecutive fights uh, before my first loss. 22 and oh, man, yeah. I, I can only imagine the confidence uh, that was building each. I, I mean, continuing to build after each victory, you know, that, that's, you know, that, that's amazing to see that record just continue to climb, you know, um, would you say, what do you think you learn more? I mean, obviously it's hard to say over 22 fights, but what do you think as your career progressed, what what do you think was, in, what, what were you learning fight after fight? Was there anything specifically that you found that you were learning after each fight or or anything you were getting better at fight after fight? Um, yeah, I always learned something after each fight, you know, whether it ended in a knockout, whether decision, um, my losses for sure. Um but uh, yeah, there was always something there, you know, uh, there's always room for improvement. You know, um, you strive for perfection and, you know, nothing, nothing's perfect. So you keep striving forward. Um, so, you know, and, you know, my like my losses, uh, you know, going up to my first loss, there was multiple mistakes where they shouldn't have happened. And uh, I continued uh, pushing the fight. But, uh, you know, if, if I can go back, you know, after the first uh incident that i ran into during training camp i would have probably called off the fight let me ask you this after that first loss you know where were you at mentally because i know um you know typically it's going to be one way or another people really want to get you know get motivated they want to get back in the ring sometimes let's just be honest i mean this is this is straight talk you know uh it, it, you know they they take step backs after you know the the people lose belief they lost they lose you know confidence in themselves after that loss so uh where are you you know like i said where were you at mentally after that first loss after having like i said seven plus straight years of nothing but victories yeah mentally um you know i was defeated uh mentally broke down uh, just torn to pieces pretty much you know I, and it, it it wasn't i mean i know everybody wants to have the undefeated record it wasn't that it was more the the performance that I gave out and the, the, my promotion, they knew everything that happened during my training camp and the day of the fight. And they didn't give me that second opportunity, which I had asked for. So it just, to me mentally, it was like, these guys are just trying to get rid of me. So, um, you know, yeah, mentally it's just, you know, exhausting and then you're just playing it over over your head and then you know it's like oh i shouldn't have been this way i shouldn't have done that or whatever um can't really do anything about it um you know you keep going forward and you know i went forward and some ugly performances and then finally getting another shot and then another bad performance so it's just uh 
you know, it's, it's, it's exhausting, you know, uh, it's not for everybody. You know, a lot of people don't come back on their, after a loss and which it took me a while to come back, you know, which, you know, now, uh, I'm finally mentally ready and physically ready and, um, you know, feeling better than ever. So, which, you know, kind of helped me out with my comeback. When you said you asked for a second chance and they didn't give it to you, what were you, what are you referring to specifically? So, um, I mean, I, what, what pretty much could have gone wrong, went wrong with my training camp, um, and my promotion promotion and uh, matchmaker knew, um, during training camp, I busted up my left knee, uh, where I couldn't run anymore. So I was doing cycling, um, on my second day of sparring, I got cut over my left eye, um, which was, you know, a little over a month out of, uh, my fight. And then, uh, the day of the weigh-ins, we decided to go eat at a buffet and got food poisoning. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, and here's, and the thing is, my my like I said, my manager. I mean, uh, well, my dad was my manager at that time, but my uh, my matchmaker and my promotion, they knew everything that went down. Um, and I asked for, you know, a second chance, you know, for a rematch, um, for that opportunity, and you know, they said no, it's not worth it. And even after he he fought uh, for the world title after that fight and lost, and I said, let me get that rematch, and they just turned it down. So it was, you know, it, it just looked like, you know, they didn't even care anymore. I mean, and, and when I when I had my first loss, I was ranked number three in the world. So it's like, man, how are you going to do me like that? You know, just one loss, and, and you've seen and heard everything that happened. And it's like, you know, and my matchmaker, his cousin is the one that saw me get cut the day of sparring. So it's like... There's, you know, you can see there's no lie there. So it's just, you know, but it is how it is. It's all politics and, you know. I get it, man. I get it. And that's kind of, uh, it's just, it's just wild to me to hear from being ranked number three, one loss and how just, how everything could just change so quickly, you know, from one, from one extreme to the other. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's just like night and day pretty much that, that happened. I mean. I was pretty much on top of the world. You know, I, I had two titles, moved up in weight class, um, beating, you know, world champions, future world champions, and then getting to that that next step, you know, and then having one loss, and then it just pretty much defined my career off of that one loss, you know, even after everything that happened. And, and you see, you know, guys from Southern California or even Vegas, you know, after their loss, they get those, you know, second opportunities. And, and for me, they just they just kind of brushed it off and said, you know, you can fight, you know, for, for breadcrumbs pretty much, you know, because they cut my pay way more than half. Um, I was probably making less than a quarter of what I used to make. So it was just, yeah, it, it was just, you know, almost to the point where I get, man, is this even worth it anymore? Like, is this how they're going to treat me from now on or? Um, and then even towards the end of my contract with Golden Boy, they kind of pushed me aside, left me on the bench and just said, yeah, your contract's up. Even though they couldn't get me a fight or didn't want to give me a fight, whatever the case is, they just kind of, you know, said, ah, you know, we're done with you. Man, that, that I mean, that that's, that, those are, it's, it's tough to even hear that. that definitely, you know, a tough, tough pill to swallow. Uh, like I said, you know, after having you know all that success that you that you had, what you you said you uh, had two titles. Which titles did you did you have? 
Yeah, so I had the the interim NABF and then the IBA, um, both at 122 pounds. Um, I had to vacate them when I decided to move up in weight class, um, which uh, my first fight at uh, 126 was against the, uh, you know, which became a world champion, Rene Alvarado. And, and, oh wow! Yeah, and yeah. and I and crazy thing about that, you know, I lived in Salinas with the, you know, my man, uh, new manager and and coach and. They kicked me out in the middle of training camp, so I didn't even have training camp for that fight. I fought and I beat him with with no training camp, and you know, and even then, you know, it's, you know, but that was that was before my first loss. So it's just, uh, you know, they they should have known what kind of fighter I am, you know, but they just they they yeah they they mark they they stamp me as you know defeated pretty much or, or you know not a money maker or whatever you know they saw you know after that fight absolutely I, I could see obviously based on what you know the the what happened after that fight how how you, how you could definitely see that you know the belief was gone there um i know you took a break uh from boxing from boxing actually we're st- you stepped away altogether you got a family to take care of uh like you had mentioned and you know definitely applied you for that because i know you had you always you know have done what you had what you had to do right to take care of the family working three three jobs at a time right three jobs yeah uh, you, know, I've, you know i've pretty much you know especially after that fight i would always work two three jobs um you know two of them being you know part-time one of them being full-time uh sometimes you know i'd have to quit one job just because it was getting a little too much for me and then down the line again having to work the third job and then uh but uh, I mean, but this time I'm working one job, and you know it's a you know good job, and my wife taking on two jobs just uh because she believes in me and and wants me to uh you know go after my passion, and so you know we had a talk, and she stepped up and got two jobs just to to help me out, and I mean it's that's, you know that's a, not, that's a beautiful not, thing, man. That's a beautiful thing when you have that uh when you have you know your queen backing you up support so you know supporting your dream and you know teamwork makes dream work especially when you guys are a family doing what you guys have to do to obviously make sure you guys are taken care of but also so you guys can also you know still follow your heart and your passion uh how long was the break exactly from boxing before you decided to come back uh hey quick break here sorry to interrupt the podcast but we'll get right back to it when it comes to your cbd quality matters for all natural relief visit simplegardencbd.com If 2020 taught us anything, it's how important our mental and physical health is. Simple Garden CBD specializes in third-party lab-tested, premium-quality CBD products that deliver consistent potency and purity you can count on. Utilizing industry-best extracting methods and ingredients, Simple Garden CBD is proof that not all CBD is created equal. Go check out their amazing lineup of premium CBD vapes, great-tasting full-spectrum, and THC-free tincture oils, as well as their delicious Delta 8 gummies that are absolutely amazing. And don't forget, they also carry some of the latest vape battery technology and designs on the market. So shop now at SimpleGardenCBD.com and use discount code STRAYHAND15 and save 15% on your order. That's right, I said it. Save 15% on your order using discount code STRAYHAND15. Get your order in now and experience the amazing benefits of premium quality CBD for yourself. Add Simple Garden CBD to your health and wellness regimen today. Real CBD, real results. Um, so, I mean, I didn't fight until my first comeback fight. It was three years and eight months. Um, but my, I guess, technical, that whole time I was training, except for, you know, the six months, 
um, that I kind of called it quits and decided I retired and kind of frustrated of not getting fights and, you know, uh, so I, yeah, I had called it quits, you know, and then six months later called my, my coach back and was like, Hey, you know what? I, I'm not done, you know? So, uh, yeah, but yeah, my, my first fight back, it was three years, eight months without a fight. So um, just obviously shot under four years without a fight, but officially six months since you, you know, you call it quit, stop your training. Obviously now, you know, really excited about what's going on with the comeback. Uh, I, I know, you know, just talking to you, I can kind of hear the excitement back when it comes to, you know, uh, you, you, you left, you left what you love for six months and, and really probably found a different appreciation for it now, you know, now, you, now on the comeback trail, um, how many fights have you had since your comeback? I had two fights. I had one in uh, February um, and then one in uh, April. So, I mean, we're, we're looking towards a, a third fight coming up. Uh, you know, my, me and my manager and my coach are looking into October. Um, so, you know, we're just staying ready and, uh, you know, looking for, for a big opportunity. Talk to me about those two fights. Uh, you know, how did it go? Who were they against? You know, uh, were they knockouts, decisions? How did you win those two fights? Uh, my first comeback fight um, was a kind of an awkward fight. I mean, trying to, you know, shake off all the ring rust. A uh, tough opponent, like to kind of wrestle a little bit, but uh, you know, like I said, trying to shake off the ring rust. Uh, didn't really have that same twitch muscle that I did when you know I was active, so it's kind of a little bit frustrating. But uh, you know, I came out, you know, unanimous decision victory. Um, you know, against uh, uh Antonio Tostada uh out of Mexico. Okay. And, uh, and then uh, I fought in April at Cash Creek uh, against actually a, a longtime friend. You know, I fought my longtime friend, uh, Albert Torres, uh, and then ended up stopping him in uh, the seventh round, uh, dropping him twice, uh, once in the first and once in the second. And, uh, you know, I, I, I let the fight go longer than it should have. Uh, him being my friend kind of took it easier on him. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it it was uh I give I give a good show he gave a good show you know we're still friends so it's uh it's 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 cool that played a factor in the ring I mean I I've never boxed yeah. in my life but I'm thinking you know I mean even when I played you know I played basketball when I played basketball I don't care who was on the, it could be my best friend you know I'm trying to kill him during a game afterwards it's all good we go grab a burger but you know during a game yeah, I'm, trying, um, I'm trying to okay, kill him but, but you think about it when you're playing basketball you're shooting hoops you're you're beating him in in shots yeah. Me, I'm beating him by actually beating him, <laughs> him in the face, seeing his eyes, you know, cross over, you know, dropping him, seeing him wobble. So it's like, I it's got you. you know, and, and he's never been knocked out before. And, you know, you know and, and he's only been dropped once before before me. So it's like, you know, seeing that, it's like, man. Oh, they, I, That's I, wild, Hans. Wait, hold on. Wait, let me get this straight. So he's never been knocked out before, and he only been yeah. knocked down how many times prior before you – one time? One time, yeah. So he has a good chin on him. So you must have got him real good. That that's that's crazy, man. So that's yeah. good. I mean, that definitely, obviously, is a good indication of you know you know where you're at, especially only being your you know your second your second fight back. So right now, um, you know, your next fight right now is slated to you know tentatively in, in the October area. Yeah, time? yeah, we're, October we're, time. Yeah, we're looking in, into October. I mean, uh, we had we had an earlier date, but we had some hiccups and minor setbacks but uh you know everybody's on the same page and looking at at october and you know we're just want to make sure i'm 100 percent and uh 
mentally and physically there and you know uh, and ready to go because this is pretty much pretty much my my last run and uh you know i gotta give it all 100 percent of the time how old are you i'm 31 but i feel 23 there you go <laughs> 31 still i mean it's not too old for a boxer obviously it's a nice comeback story uh and uh, you know you i mean the record the record is is, is amazing to be honest with you record's amazing you know you took some tough losses you know record you know own i mean you you, you held titles uh obviously got off to a good run you had obviously was part of the one of the top you know promotional groups as well so you have a lot to be proud of and uh yeah i mean i think uh you know it, the the losses were just set back you know in, in, in a setup for what's coming next so um it's always nice too to see i know you you refer to it a couple of times on on this on this pod but nice local success story, you know, coming out of here at a Fairfield, correct? Fairfield? Yeah, yeah, out of Fairfield. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I pretty much represent, you know, all of Northern California because, you know, I'm from Vallejo. Uh, I started my career in Vacaville, lived in Fairfield my almost my entire life. Uh, you know, even even now I'm training in Martinez. Uh, you know, I've trained in Vallejo for a little bit. You know, I trained in Sacramento. Yes, I mean, I, I'm pretty re- representing uh, North, all the, You're Northern California, man. You're, yeah, you're representing yeah. all Northern California. So, which, which, I, like I said, I, I mean, that's, there's nothing like getting uh, behind, you know, a local product, uh, and, and, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, it, it's a feel-good story, man. Obviously, for you to be able to bounce back, not only from the defeats, but bounce back from the break and then come back, obviously, with, you know, t- you know two wins, going to be a third one here coming up, and then, Obviously, I mean, you already had the pedigree of, of being a champion. It's only a matter of getting back to that, and even at uh, you know a higher level. You know, really excited for you. Um, let's let's two more questions here before we end with some rapid fire Q and A. I know it sounds very cliche. I ask a lot of my guests this, but uh, what's your short term goal? Because it sounds like it's a it, it's it's a, a now or never type of mentality you have, which which is which is really dope to be honest with you. But what's your short short term goal? Let's say the next over the next year. And what's your long-term goal? Maybe in the next two to three years, as a you know, from a boxing perspective, uh, the short-term goal, you know, is pretty much be world champion and have my family set. Um, long-term goal is being you know world champion in two different weight classes, uh, and having my own promotion and uh, probably gym. You know, just having a, a kind of a something that saved my life. You know, to help others and save their lives, probably. No, that's amazing, man. A blessing's not a blessing until you give it away. Um, and, and it's nice that you're able to pay it forward. You know, obviously, the, the, you know when when we first started this pod, you you had alluded to, uh, you know, this was actually what kept you busy, kept you you know out of trouble, right? And yeah. you were able to see what it's able to do for you, and for you to be able to do it, uh, you know, pay it forward and help the future generation uh, of Tinos, you know, would be amazing. You know, so let's end with some rapid fire Q and A. Like I said, just uh, something I end all my episodes with, just. First thing that comes to your head, man. Uh, so who's your favorite boxer of all time and who's your favorite boxer currently? Uh, my favorite boxer of all time is uh, Roy Jones Jr. And, uh, you know, currently, uh, you know, it was Earl Spence, but uh, and then Tank Davis. Man, those are all good ones, man. Uh, yeah, Roy's actually – Roy's probably my favorite of all time as well, man. Roy's yeah. definitely – yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I was a big Felix Trinidad fan too. I don't know if you know. I don't know. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. He, he, he was a good fighter. I mean, you know, not, he, he, not he, like Roy, but you know, no, 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 no. I I wouldn't say he was like that. He's just, he just someone that you know. And of you know, and say yeah, what he, you say about. Yeah, I rock with Floyd. I, I rock with Floyd too, bro. He, was, he had a lot of heart, you know. You know, and you know, and 
Yeah, like everybody, they they fall. And, you he know, didn't have a chin though, man. Felix Tito yeah. kept on getting knocked out. He didn't have a chin, but but also yeah, wrong but, with, with with Mayweather, man. Mayweather's another favorite of mine. But uh, let me. What what's your favorite part of boxing, man? The 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 actual fight, the preparation, the promotional, uh, like what what part of it? You know uh, that it's just me in the ring. You know, uh, I pay for my mistakes, and uh, and and you know, I know it's the team. You know, in the, in the gym and in the corners, but. In the center of the ring, it's just me, and you know I pay for my mistakes, and every time I come up, it's because something that I did. You know, even though it's listening to my team, but it's still me, the one actually doing it, not like you know baseball or soccer where I take the fall for a loss or whatever, even though it's a team sport. I like it, man. If it is to be, it's up to me. So basically, it's all on you. I like it. If uh, if you weren't boxing, what sport would you be playing professionally? I don't know. I've always wanted to play any professional sport, but I mean, I'm a little short, so I mean, yeah, it probably would have been soccer or baseball, man. I mean, those those were those were my two loves growing up. Uh, you know, it was hard for me to give them up, but uh, yeah, it had to be one of those. Gotcha, man. And the last question is, what's the number one advice you have for aspiring boxers out there, man? Obviously, someone that's you know been signed by Golden Boy Promotions that that had you know started off twenty two and zero that's held you know two titles, um you know obviously you know has has beat future you know future world title holders. I mean you you have a lot of you got a lot of credibility. You have a lot to be proud of, man. So uh you know I always tell people when when it comes to taking advice, you always got to consider the source. And obviously with you, you've had enough success, a lot of success actually, uh you know a tremendous amount of success that you know you you'd be a great source to you know to take this advice from. So for all the you know the future aspiring boxers out there. Uh, what's the number one advice you have for them? I mean, give back as much as you can with advice or, or help and uh, take money management classes because, I mean, you know, when you think the money's never going to end, you know, something can always happen. So that's my advice. Wow. That, that's that's actually eye-opening. I, I asked, and I like it. I, the number one advice, and it had nothing to do with in the ring. You're talking about literally financial literacy is what it sounds like, right? Getting getting right with financial yeah. literacy, knowing how to how to manage that money when you get it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I was I was young when I was making my money, and uh, you know, it, it just you know I got I you know contract wise on paper it said the money was never gonna end, and then uh, loopholes and losses, money ends. So uh, you know, you can't live the lifestyle that you once did, and can't afford to keep it up i love it man i love it well tino brother listen man i, I appreciate you uh being on the pod uh i believe you're my first boxing episode so you, you're, you're making history with me i know you made history with golden boy promotions you're making history with me the you know the first uh, out of all my episodes on, on, with with boxing and, and, and it was a good one i really uh you know obviously enjoyed hearing the success the backstory and you know we're gonna definitely wish you success with the with the with the bout in in october and beyond, man, just want to thank you for being on the pod. Yeah, thank you for having me. For the rest of you guys out there, thank you for joining me for another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Continue having a blessed day, guys. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to another Straight Talk with Strahan podcast. And if you haven't done so already, click the subscribe button and make sure to follow him on Instagram at Strahan, S-T-R-A-Y-H-A-N-D. And we will catch you on the next episode.